Yes, great to be with you again for this show titled Branding. How to make yours brilliant. The reason I'm excited today is because I've got an expert in, um, I'm particularly happy to have here, Liz, Liz Hannaway. Liz is um, someone that's got a lot of great information to share with everybody here and uh, just to give you a little bit of a snapshot of her background. Liz and Liz Hannaway are founders of Brilliant Branding. They're marketing consultants and uh, they work with a, a variety of marketing budgets with people from a few thousand to a few hundred thousand dollars right across the board, a whole range of different sort of uh, businesses. And uh, as far as they're concerned, is what you do with what you've got that counts. So it's using your money, your budget effectively. Um, they work in a lot of areas, um, property, private schools, education, government departments, aged care, tourism, sporting goods, manufacturers, non-profits and start-ups. So pretty much cover everything in the market. Uh, and they are passionate. If you've ever seen them attending our weekend workshops, you'll know that uh, they deliver their presentations with a lot of energy and enthusiasm, and it's always one of the most popular spots of the weekend. Um, they've helped relaunch a lot of businesses and products. Um, they've come up helping people name their businesses, putting campaigns together, training staff, mentoring business leaders, working with teams, creating corporate identities, and so on and so forth. So the list is pretty long. They cover the, the spectrum very broadly. So um, their clients include people like Heron Pharmaceutical, designed some major packaging that got them really off the ground and managed to sell the business for a lot of money. Uh, Summit Footballs, Mini Movers, and then private schools, University of Queensland, and even overseas, Brunei Tourism. So they're a husband and wife team, and today Liz is sitting in the chair. Liz, uh, lovely to have you here. Fantastic. Thank you very much indeed for coming along. Oh, Brian, I'm really excited. Uh, thanks for having us. We're um, we're really enjoying um, working with your franchisees and uh, franchisors, and um, looking forward to today. Excellent. So am I. So uh, so is all our listeners, I'm sure. Um, do you like to add anything to my little overview there that I just presented, just to fill any gaps I've missed? Um, I think you've covered fairly well much everything. Um, covered it pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Um, Les okay. and I, um, we've, we've worked together for many years. I've, Les has come from the graphic design background and advertising agency work, and I've come more from a the people side of things, and uh, and um, I started off in teaching, loved working with children and families years and years ago, and then as our business expanded, um, I took up more of the role of managing our staff and became quite fascinated with the power of working with great teams, uh, and I learned very quickly that choosing and building great staff um, and taking them on a good journey with you makes such a difference to where a business can go. So we really value um, business partnerships and people who want to connect their business strategy with their brand experience. And that's one reason why we're really enjoying working with you, Brian. Um, you also value collaborative partnerships and um, very, very visionary and want to see franchisors really succeed. Um, so yeah, that's why we're here today to start this ball rolling. Right. So into the into the questions, I've got a few questions here for you today. And uh, the first one really is is where it all starts. You know, how do you define branding, and how do you see it fitting into the franchising framework? Well, my, mostly initially, I think people think branding is a, to do with a logo, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. It is your logo. It's but that's a huge part of just the visual identity of your brand. 
and that also involves visuals, involve website flyers, signage and so on. But a robust brand is much bigger than that and it has its own personality and it's what sets you apart and it will seep through all aspects of your business. Um, how you engage your customers, your emails, your calls, how your staff act and dress, um, your workplace culture, your systems, your vision. And it actually is defined by your story and what others say about you. And that's, um, if you can build a solid platform, that's from where you can really work and um, use your money wisely on advertising, marketing, and selling your products or services. Excellent. Well, and in franchising, oh, I'm sorry, you're right. Sorry, carry on. I was just going to say, and in franchising, we say your brand is like um, a special cupcake recipe that um, when you franchise, you're actually giving someone permission and direction as to how to make and sell your cakes to your recipe. Excellent. Um, you, you may have addressed my next question, but I'll, I'll, put, I'll put it to you anyway, because you may have something to add. Uh, what are the, some of the key components to a great brand, Liz? Well, obviously, a strong business name, um, your logo and your colours, and then very con about consistency, we would say, a consistent identity. These days, I think it's really important to be um, contemporary and relevant and clean. Uh, but relevant to your field, um, but really clean and not confusing. Um, you need to have a good understanding of the customer base, um, their demographic, demographics, their pain points, their dreams and desires. And really, the identity of your brand is what's going to carry you into people's memories. Uh, and actually today, I want to work around that, which is talking about the power of developing uh, strong and brand ambassadors because with in a franchise everyone needs to become a, an ambassador and the business will rise and fall on the delivery of your brand. Right. Can, can you expand a bit on the definition of the ambassador there? Then what are they? What, what's their? Do they have specific roles or how do you uh, how do you define? How, how am ambassador? I viewing that? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I, uh, you, you can actually employ brand ambassadors, but I'm not talking about the formal side of it. Um, I'm talking about the champions of your business and, and actually your, your first brand ambassador is yourself. Um, for a franchisor, um, you have to actually believe in what you're doing. And then secondly, after that, I would actually put your franchisee as your other great ambassador. Um, yes, it's your staff, but if your franchisee cannot carry what your passion for your franchise and be able to pass that on to their staff, um, it's not going to work for you. So, uh, yes, yourself, your franchise or ease, your staff, your customers, your suppliers, they're all part of, um, people who can, um, talk about you in a positive right, way. So Right, I'm with you. So, so why is this so significant? Perhaps drilling down into a little bit more detail there, Liz. Well, I think we're living in a, in the techno technological age where, um, technology is giving us this cheap, viral, and easy to use medium. Uh, and so, it, whether we like it or not, people are going to be talking about us. Um, whether it be on Facebook or you do Google searches or anything, um, there we 
people would say we're living in the age of the storyteller. Um, and each of us has been given this power to share our stories with the world. And actually, um, storytellers in business are more attractive. They're more attractive in business and they're more attractive in life. So that's one reason why it's really important to keep um, current and uh, use all the mediums that we have for your favour, um, as an, to use them as ambassadors rather than um, having, um, say, poor reviews on Google. Well, you need to plug those gaps so that what people are, are saying about you are positive, uh, is positive. Um, and, yeah, stories are significant in business because um, if you can use stories with intent, it's a marketing tool that's available to anybody. Um, years ago, it might have been a, an expensive marketing tool, but now because the internet is right there and you have uh, social media, you can you can do anything really. Um, uh, we uh, on Facebook, we follow a, a number of Facebook groups and it's really interesting, uh, Facebook postcode groups, and it's really interesting watching um, the requests that come through. Someone might say, I need a handyman. Does anyone know a good one? Or um, I, I need somewhere to get my hair cut. Can someone suggest uh, a great hairdresser? So we want the stories out there to be great stories. And that's part of working on your user, your user experience. And, uh, and actually I was reading in the, mar um, the marketing newsletter last month that about 80% of, of people's attitude towards a brand is based on emotion and 20% is rational. Uh, so it's really important that we want people to have good feelings when they're working with us. And that's where brand, brand ambassadors come in. Right, so when I was a child, my mother used Omo, and that's what we always buy when we're shopping. Now, I'm <laughs> sure the other brands are all much the same, but is that a, I've got an emotional attachment to Omo. Omo, would that be right? That's very true. Yes, and it works right. for you, and you you you're a, you're a fan. Yeah, I might say this is not an advertising sequence in here. No plans for advertising, <laughs> but yeah. So um, I appreciate you saying that. You know, it's everyone in the organisation. What why is so important about franchisees and, and their staff and so forth when it comes down to you know that brand experience that uh, customers and the, the public at large get? Well, I I think it doesn't matter how great or small your business is. Um, your brand is only as good as your next customer experience and uh, the example we often give here for a powerful experience is um, the in America in 2009 there was a, uh, a country and western artist called Dave Carroll and some of your listeners might know this story but he and his um, band were flying on United and uh, he, he said that he heard behind him while they were waiting on the tarmac um, to take off the person behind him gasped and said, oh, my goodness, those baggage handlers are throwing those guitars. And it happened to be that his $3,500 Taylor guitar, when they actually got to their instruments, had been badly damaged. And so he did what anyone else would do, go back to the airline and say, what are you going to do about this? And the person he ended up speaking to said, we're not going to do anything. And he kept being pushed from pillar to post and he got a quote for it to be fixed. I think it was something like $1,500 for 
it was a, a sentimental, um, emotional connection for him. That was one of his first guitars. And no one was prepared to say, look, $1,500 will do it. And so what happened was after nine months, he said to United, um, look, you're giving me no choice, but I'm actually going to put out three um, songs up on YouTube about this. And he did. And uh, he informed that he would keep them in the loop on it. And he thought he would get, um, I think, about a million hits a year. So he's now up to, I think, 15 million hits. And um, there are some people that estimate, I think, that it actually cost United Airlines in share prices something like 180 million. So everyone in that situation, everyone who worked for United had a choice. But no one actually wanted to own that decision. And they hid behind policies or whatever. And having a policy written down isn't enough. It still always comes back to people. And personally owning our brand and personally owning how we can make our customer experiences um, valuable. And um, I think we, we forget sometimes that people still really deal with people. So it Absolutely. doesn't matter what. So that, yeah, go on, Brian. No, so, so, so Dave Carroll, was it? Yes, yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm having a look at you can find I'm it on YouTube. It's United Break Guitars. And uh, I actually, I think he's on Wikipedia as well, so he must be famous. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I just I just uh, interrupted you there. You just had something else you were adding, I think. Uh, it just comes back to attitude. It's behind uh, the attitude behind how you deliver what you deliver. And it's actually an intangible, a cultural thing. And that comes back to the franchiser. How do you want to deliver right. what you deliver? Mm, okay, so you're the franchisor. You you know what your passion is. You know what drives you. So what I'm hearing, correct me if I'm wrong, is that everybody's an ambassador. They, they may be a negative ambassador. They may be a positive ambassador. Is it, I mean, in other words, anyone that's going to talk about your business and experience in any way, effectively, is a loudspeaker for you. They're, they're, they're an ambassador out there, whether it's positive or negative. That's right. Yeah. So, so how do you make sure that your your crew, your franchisees and, and their staff, their team, are, are, are good, proactive, great ambassadors for your franchise? Well, we've 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 talked about this. Um, the the fact that when you're in business for yourself and you are a franchise or or you're on the process of developing a the franchise model to uh, to activate that it's really hard with so many things uh, so many balls up in the air to to actually put time aside for these kind of things so we uh, we actually advocate that you take time out to step outside of your business and get that bird's eye view and um, I think too we we sometimes forget that um, our brand is actually in the hands of our employees so it's so important to look at um, um, training uh, your staff and your systems and how you follow up so that they get a good brand, that, that your customers get a good brand experience. Right. So, 
So, um, so, and that, when we're talking about great ambassadors, I mean, is that really what, for a few years, was called a raving fan? Yeah, it, I think so. I think though that when I think of raving fans, and I don't know about you, I think of, uh, to me, that's customers. Um, I, I think we overlook the fact that our raving fans can actually be our staff. And I think that's where I feel very strongly we have to start um, in our systems and um, a great brand experience. Um, you can document a lot of what you do to give that, uh, whether it be your visual standards or your vision, but it's also educating staff um, and developing that whole sense of a culture or a community with your staff where they, they want to say, oh, I actually love working uh, you know, for this pet minding business, or I really enjoy doing this with my, my boss because, and so they become the storytellers. Right. So what what we're learning here is that the, the old days of advertising and marketing agency, what we're looking at because of the redefinition, I mean, there's been a paradigm change in marketing and branding really is the call signal these days, but the, the truth is part of that role is to train your franchisees, your staff, to actually be those ambassadors and how to deliver the, um, the message. But first and foremost, of course, you've got to make sure that they do love what they do. They do have the passion. So is that, that's where the franchisor's primary role comes in, I guess, is loving them to death. Yeah, and also choosing your staff well. Uh, I think that plays a, a big part. Um, you've got to have um, people who really want to be there and can buy into the vision that you have. So you've actually got to know your vision and be able to articulate that. Um, I think, it, you know, Simon, the good old Simon Sinek quote, which is people do business with um, people who believe what they believe. In that sense, um, you have to understand your why, you have to be able to impart that enthusiasm for what you do to someone else and then train them to impart that enthusiasm to others. So they've got to be extrovert enough to be able to actually happily, I suppose, engage in that respect with people. So uh, yeah. hence part of, as you say, the selection process, making sure in terms of this profile, that they do have some eye there so that they do, they are communicators and because they're basically selling you your business name, aren't they? That's right. And the other thing I think they also have to be, um, have a, a really great attitude towards learning. Uh, because I think um, as the business grows, they'll be growing. So you want them to be, um, you want them to be able to be eager to change and grow. Part of the excitement is life today, isn't it? There's business every, every day of the week. There's something comes along that changes. So how do you cultivate? Okay, we've addressed the franchisees, your staff, your support office team, and so on. But what about creating ambassadors? externally, you know, to our customers? How do we encourage them to uh, to perhaps um, express their, their feelings, their satisfaction about your business? Well, I think that's where the culture and the community comes in and uh, the experiences that they have. And we've, we've done an exercise in our business at one point, which is from the moment we would have an introduction with a customer uh, to 
um, the the in, through right through engagement to where they've we've um, actually completed a project for someone and then follow up and gone through and written out every single touch point and how we could improve each of those and we've done that um, twice now and uh, over the last year and we'll be doing it again soon so that you can actually go all right that's an area I'm falling down on this is an area where there's a gap um, so say um, you've uh, you've got a, um, a a cleaning business and and you you do a great job on the cleaning but you haven't done anything on follow-up there's a whole area you could work on to build uh, build the sense of satisfaction that the customer gained from that good job and so that um, it might be an email it might be um, giving them a, a piece of merchandise such as a, a pen or it might be um, offering them a voucher for the next uh, service or um, towards the next service or whatever. So you just keep massaging, I suppose, all of those touch points and um, engaging with them on a journey. So this brand identity, these you know, really stretches into every aspect, every bit of communication and so forth. So how do you how do you start I suppose how do you address that with a business? You've got a new client who's let's say a you know a, a new franchise group or a recently established one. Where, where do you start in looking at them and assessing their their level of performance and what you would need to do to address it, Liz? Well we we use uh, a we start off with a, a basic I suppose with any of our clients, um, a, a basic discovery session um, in one way, shape or form. So that can be, you know, for uh, initially it can be a phone interview. Um, but we'll, we'll often um, ask our clients to fill out a form and um, they've got, that's got some basic questions on it, uh, which covers a lot of the aspects of, of um, the behind the scenes things to do with branding and uh and that will will also have in that things such as um unique do you know or understand uh your your drive of your why why do you get out of bed every morning um what's your purpose uh what are the three things that you think are important in your business what what would people if if i ask someone else one of your clients well, what, what's that cafe known for? Are they able to tell me three things that, um, that are the same three things that you think you're known for? And then, um, right, do you have a, a business vision? Do you have a mission statement? Um, can you describe to me your perfect customer? What are, what are the emotions that they're feeling when they, when they, um, are trying to decide whether they'll work with you or choose another? Uh, another business. Um, what uh, what kind of brand do you have? And um, is the uh, is the the if I do a bit of a Google search, if I look up on Facebook, um, what you're saying to me is your brand personality. Is that the same as what I'm seeing on um, when I do a search for a cleaner, or when I look at Facebook and um, read what people are saying about you and uh, I think if if those things then start to line up you you go well you're you're really positioning yourself well and if they aren't 
well then that's where we say, all right, well these are the things you need to work on and these are what we think you need to um, tackle. Right, so so once you've got that understanding of, of, of a business, um, we're looking, we, we're going back to the ambassadors. So to get your staff, um, your franchisees in the right frame of mind to, and so forth, well, can you give me, say, I could ask you to give me half a dozen, but say three key things that they're training, you need to cover in their training as far as relevance to this is concerned? Well, I would say that, um, I, I would actually say there are, they're the same three things that I think you should know for your own brand and brand experience. But actually training the staff to know is a different, is a different thing. So for example, that, um, to, uh, know your customers inside out, their, their pain points, their desires, um, why they come to you, uh, and, uh, what you do for them and how they feel with, with, when they, when they actually work with you. Um, know the actual value of what you offer and impart the value of what you offer to your staff. So it's, um, it's not just, uh, um, we, we cut hair, but the actual value of what we offer is that, um, when you take time to pamper, um, Mrs. Johns, she feels this way. And so you just, it's like, you can do training formally, but you can also do it, uh, anecdotally when you're, uh, when you're working with your staff. And, and I think sometimes too is just to, when you see something that they're doing that's positive, just to reinforce it and say, hey, I love the way you treated so and so and, um, and, um, hey, thanks for clearing those tables. Uh, I really, um, that, I know that's not part of your job, but it really made a difference. And then also, so that's know your customers, know the actual value of what you offer. And the last one is know how to tell your story. So you engage your customers, but then teach your staff how to tell the story. And that's part of that building culture and community. Um, yeah. So it's all about, it's all about, it's about basically cultivating the brand awareness. And, yes. um, and, and, and the, the ambassador aspect of it. Right. I'm with you. So far, far broader than one would have anticipated when you say, what is, what do you do when you're looking at branding and marketing? It really pretty much covers every, every aspect of communication, whether it's written, oral, audio, video. Um, doesn't really matter, does it? It's everywhere you look. Well, actually, you know, um, what, what do you do is a really interesting question. Um, if I, if you said to me, um, oh, I help people franchise their business, I know nothing of what you do, but when I have heard you talk, uh, at the workshops or I've heard you talk to other people, you've actually, you have a lovely way of, um, painting a really great picture of what you do as a as a mentor and um, through the through the simply franchise system, I think you're a great example, Brian, of of someone who it, uh, just doesn't keep it short and sweet and and tells a very solid story. Um, I think if someone says to me, if I if I say to someone, well, what do you do? And they say, um, I cut keys. Um, that to me does not give me anything about who they really are and how they do it and what 
um, what makes the difference. Um, so I want to hear a lot more of what's behind the scenes. I'll put you on a spot here. So what would you like someone who cuts keys to be to be saying when you when you ask <laughs> them what, what do you do? And you're at a network meeting somewhere or whatever it might be, or in the lift. Um, how should they address that question, do you think? Well, we've actually got um, one of the members who's um, a mobile key cutter um, in Perth, and uh, and we were at a workshop at one of your workshops with them, and and Les made a comment to them that um, they they have a disruptive business. They're actually doing an amazing job disrupting the status quo um, because it's it's a mobile service they're offering, and they. There's no no lag time. It's right there, and uh, they're doing a fantastic job. Those are the kinds of things I want to hear. And then that they are um, that their customers are so satisfied because they were relieved because here I was stuck in um, you know out out on the back road to uh, Margaret River and someone rescued me. That kind of thing. Uh-huh. Okay, well, I can appreciate the value in that. So, uh, all right, well, I'm, I'm, we've explored all my questions, and thanks for going through so much detail there. We've, we've got a lot, got some real gems. So, anything you'd like to add before we we, we wrap up uh, on this particular well, franchise radio show, Liz? I, I, I think telling good stories is really important to inspire people, um, and bringing your team um, on the journey should, and it should be fun and inspiring. So I think we under, underutilize our teams. Uh, we were working with a small loans um, business in Brisbane. Um, they have four or five, uh, three or four offices, and uh, we were working with their main office and uh, the two business partners. And one of the things that came out in our first discovery session with them was that um, the, the two business partners are in their 50s, and when I mentioned about the power of social media, they both looked at each other and went, we're not on Facebook. And the staff who are all younger, very experienced in um, in lending and and they've all worked in banks or in um, finance organisations um, in their, most of their, all of their working life, they looked at each other uh, and they went, well, we are, and they said, we really should be using Facebook. And so suddenly, uh, it meant that the, the business partners in an area that they didn't think they could actually do anything about, they had staff who really had the skills to. And, uh, when we went back for a second meeting with them and I said to them, so what was the one thing you took away from the discovery session? They looked at each other and they laughed and they said, actually, the fact that our staff want to be on board with this, they want to make a difference. And I think that sometimes in in engaging our staff, we realise that they actually do have something that we we don't have to do everything. We can learn to trust them on things um, and put a framework around that, but um, they can run with it. Um, another one of um, your um, your members, um, I, I looked at some of their images online and and some of the Instagram, and I said, well, you, the the Instagram is what I what I see is your business, um, and why isn't that carried through? And once they carried it through, it was someone on staff who just loves taking Instagram pictures and can do it well. So it's a matter of using the people you've got. And I also think 
Uh, just one of the last things I would, it's not quite related to brand ambassadors, but I think it's significant, is that um, in contemporary marketing, you need to be able to tell your story really succinctly. And so uh, the way we try to, in the, you know, we used to call it the elevator speech, and it is, but you can apply this concept, this, um, there's four points we cover, which is um, you, you say your target, you say who you want to work with or who you're working with. You say their problem, the specific problem you're wanting to answer. You give them a quick example of how someone had a problem, um, they, um, you help them with it and they got an answer and then you tell them the solution and how they felt. So target, problem, example, solution. And you can actually get your staff, that's part of your training, you can actually teach your staff how to do that. Um, Absolutely. So that whenever you're talking with someone, if you start off by getting them to talk and then um, using the question, say, tell me about yourself. Because once someone starts to tell them, tell you about themselves, they are more likely to then say, and, and what do you do? And then that gives you that way of being able to give them a quick um, uh, four-point picture of target problem example solution. And you can sell uh, what you do and what's behind what you do very easily, very simply. Excellent. Well, Liz, thanks very much. We've, I suppose just, just quickly, we've covered a lot here, but particularly about the fact that branding covers all aspects of communication every, in every manner, every which way, and that you do need to have a fresh and contemporary business model, which means with the rate of change, um, really refreshing on a very regular basis. Um, yeah, and that, that, that whole business model and the brand must represent your passion and everyone in your team and your ambassadors have got to be able to relate the story to it. Um, I think that's what I picked up particularly from today, that we all need to look at it and keep our hands on it. You can't be complacent. Liz, um, I hope everyone's gathered a lot from this this, uh, this this radio show, just as I have, a lot of invaluable knowledge. Um, if people have got questions for Liz, by the way, um, I'll give you shortly a way to contact her because I know that uh, she has offered for our listeners uh, a, free, a free gift for them if they like to have the pen ready to be able to take the details down. So, Liz, could you give us the details of what you're offering to the listeners today? Yeah, thanks, Brian. Um, it's just a free half-hour phone consult. Uh, you can email me at liz at brilliantbranding.com.au and we can arrange a time at your convenience. And basically, the offer is um, I'm really happy to talk with you about how to develop that um, contemporary marketing speech, that target problem example solution that you could um, you could take and, and train your staff on, um, or any other aspect of branding and marketing, just a, a quick, hey, have you thought of this? Or how can I, how how can we do this? I'm very happy to uh, to be there for you for that. So jump in, we're here to help. Excellent. Liz, thanks so much. I really appreciate that. And thank you, listeners. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed being at the place to be for franchisors and those wishing to franchise their business, Franchise Simply. I'll leave it there for now. Say thank you to Liz, and we'll speak to you again when we have our next radio show. Thanks, Brian. 